0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show Podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North Fourth Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes eleven and fifteen in Hummels Wharf. Always great to talk to Rob Beertemple. Rob, let's talk Penn State football because if we talk about the pirates, we're just gonna <laughs> depress the passengers.
1: Well, I gotta tell you, I think the punter had a hell of a game last weekend, but um He did. He did. He was he was outstanding. I mean uh, uh, Barney, I'm sorry, Barney,
0: and Barney O'More.
1: Mo- yeah, what a what a great. I mean, the rest of the guys. I don't know. It, it was kind of a combination. I think of maybe they were trying to do too much. Maybe I think they made that game harder than it had to be. Even though they had dumbed down the playbook, it looked like. Yeah. But they were but just a lot of personnel moves and early in the game, and I thought just you know about just put the game away first and then yeah, you know. But hey, it's a win. One 0 baby. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> at 4-0 overall. Yes, yes, I will say this about O'Neill Cruz, and I was talking about this earlier, Rob. You know, mm-hmm. it takes a while sometimes to get into your own groove, but his batting average is up 33 points from his low-water mark, and he's done that in about a month to five weeks. Are you now seeing a level of consistency with him that is starting to develop at the end of this year?
1: Yeah, I think consistency and and also, um, I guess you could say adaptation. Um, he is he, he's finally, you know, taking himself. I mean, he, you know, you go to you go to the plate with a game plan, and an approach, and that has to change. Sometimes you're down 0-2, or if if the pitcher is consistently throwing breaking balls away, and you know, out of the zone, you just can't keep hacking at him and expecting you know, something different to happen, but he is finally, I think kind of realizing uh, adjustments need to be made in each at bat and is making them. Um, I mean, a great case a couple of nights ago, I guess, maybe it, was, uh, maybe it was Monday night. He had that little, you know, they, they shifted on him and, you know, there was that huge hole on the left side of the infield and he kind of shortened up the swing a little bit and kind of had an excuse me, you know, 37 mile an hour dribbler but it went for a single. Yeah. I was talking to him about that last night. I was like, you know, is that the softest single you ever hit? Yeah. <laughs> and he says, yeah, it is, it is. But, but that's what you've got to do sometimes. I mean, I think that's really, yeah, he, he's, he's got the sexy exit velo, and, you know, and, he, and he can throw the ball by a million miles an hour, and, and he can run and, and all this, puts balls in the river. But I think what's going to make him a great player, if that's where it ends up, is just the ability to do those little things to to recognize when you can take that dinky little single, but you know, and eventually turn that into a run, maybe, or or later in that game, uh, he was on first base, and, and I think Reynolds hit a fly ball to left field for the third out, but he was you know hauling butt around second base <laughs> into third like it was a double off the wall. I mean, stuff like that that you got to do. That you know, it, it's easy to look past it in a game. But those little things are, in my mind at least, those are the separators.
0: And no question, because I look at, for example, a guy like Josh Donaldson. Right, He ends mm-hmm. up in a double play of the other day, and he's carrying his bat down to first. And the Blue Jays <laughs> botched the play up,
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: still got him because he was jogging down the first. Like, I'm sorry, but that's the example you're setting for your younger guys? And I see a guy like Cruz busting his tail around the bases. That shows me a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I think some of that, you know, I mean... Probably there, there's been some some talking. You know, I, I think we can scratch. Probably there's been some talking, you know, in the dugout and in the clubhouse, you know, from from management about the need to to really bear down. I and mean, because we've seen a lot just over the past two three years with this club, you know, guys eating seeds <laughs> on the field, right. plays unfolding directly in front of them, or guys who take their their personal communication devices perhaps <laughs> onto the field. Um you know, I mean, just stuff like that. You, you can't afford to do that when, when you're on a pace to lose 100 games. And I think the idea of, like, really bearing down has been hammered home with these guys. And on the one hand, yay, because that's a message that needs to be sent and it's, it's needed to be enacted upon. But also, like, I mean, damn, you're in the major leagues now. Yeah, you, you think they would know that. But here we are.
0: Does Derek Shelton manage this team in 2023?
1: He's under contract, and I believe he will. Okay. Uh, beyond that, beyond that, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it,
0: it, I'm not. Know, I mean, Rob, I am not in any way, shape, or form blaming him. I just, and um, you and I have had this conversation before. I couldn't tell you in a million years whether
1: he's a good manager.
0: He's never managed a meaningful game in his career.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people point to the breakdowns, I guess you could say like a breakdown of discipline, if you want to call it that, uh, in, in different little ways, whether it's fundamental plays being botched or, or just stupid mistakes, uh, um, bad optics, you know, and you could, you could lay some of the blame at his feet and, and to a degree, deservedly so. But a lot of that stuff starts at, at other levels of the system. And, you know, it's, this is something I, I, I was having lunch a couple of weeks ago with uh, with a group of scouts, and I love doing that because you learn so much. Yes, I just I just sit there and shut up and let those guys talk, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's fabulous. And a couple of them were telling me that you know they had heard uh, about several teams, but the Pirates in particular, where it, it you know the, the coaches and the, and, the, and the development staff is kind of sort of being told that, you know, ease up on the discipline stuff and, and you know, on the, you know, my way or the highway stuff and just let the players kind of be the players because, you know, I mean, when Ben Sheridan was hired, there was a lot made. It's a it's a player-centric approach that they're taking. And Neil Huntington and, and, and his lieutenant, Kyle Stark in particular, really ran the minors like a boot camp.
0: Right. Uh, no, I, I know.
1: <laughs> I yeah. saw it here. And, 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 you know, and that was way too far. The pendulum had swung, but now yeah. it's it's really swung back the other way. And you know, you, you hear stories about well, you know, you, I know it like in Altoona this year. Every I've been when I've been there in the dugout before games, talking to guys, um, they have like a like a like a heavyweight boxing like championship belt thing sitting there that you know in, in the dugout that I, I guess is part of like a home run celebration or whatever. And, I, I believe low a. greensboro last year had some kind of crown or something that guys would wear, and uh, I don't know i mean yeah I'm, I'm i'm i have no problem with with enjoying the moment and, and celebrating a great play or something, but at the same time i I think there was I think there's a coach that we both dealt with in the past that said i think you've been there before right <laughs> yeah, and uh that's kind of what i how I approach it and but maybe maybe. Maybe I'm just an old man shouting in the wind. I don't
0: know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think there has to be a balance between the two. I want you to have fun. It's your game, uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you have to have a perspective on what you're having fun about. Uh, you know, are you having fun because you just did something to win, or are you just celebrating an individual accomplishment and? To me, there's a big difference between the two, and there's too much celebrating of individual accomplishments that are not leading to wins.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, that's. I mean, I mean, if if your individual accomplishment leads to winning, man, I'm the first one to celebrate it because hey, quote, we don't win without you. But at the same time, if it's just an individual accomplishment, and the final score was uh, 12 to two, and you had two home runs. I'm not jumping up and down. It meant nothing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's you're right. It is. It is a fine line. And, you know, I I guess it just, because it leads to problems. I mean, you know, there's another team on the field. And if you're watching, you know, that, that stuff unfold, you know, now maybe you're, if you're a pitcher or, or whatever, you get a little honked off and maybe one of those fastballs comes in a little bit more, you know, than it maybe normally would. And, and now maybe your you know your, your catcher gets hit on the wrist and has to sit for a couple of months. Right. Um, you know, and maybe he's your former first round pick, and that's very unfortunate. But you know, so I mean, there's just ramifications to everything. And so enjoy the moment, but geez, let's, let's have some perspective.
0: Uh, you spent a lot of time looking at Altuna this year, mm-hmm. yeah, and you're looking at the individual prospects. Um, but there's always a little bit more to me than just that, um, mm-hmm. because are the individual prospects coming together that are actually leading to wins? Because you're in the double, I mean, double A, and they're okay. I mean, they're five games over five hundred. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's I, But what do you? How do you gauge that?
1: It is a little tricky in some ways because. I mean, I, I expected a little bit more from that club, production wise, in um, part because, you know, management has said that it wants to keep guys kind of clustered so they kind of move through the system, the better guys, the core guys, keep them clustered so they can kind of, you know, move through the system together and experience mm-hmm. winning together, whether that's a playoff series or right. championship. I agree whatever. with that. I, I agree and with it, that. Yeah, I, I like that approach as well, but that also kind of puts the impetus then on okay then we'll then produce yes um, and sometimes I, mean, I think we saw it maybe you know uh, I saw it in previous years maybe I don't know if, if it's I, I still haven't really kind of decided if, it, if it's the case this year and I think with Altona it was it a case because they had a lot of extenuating circumstances but sometimes you see guys get caught up in that you know trying to get to the majors or, yeah. or trying, to, trying to the individual stuff and it 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 kind of falls apart a little bit team wise. Um, this year, I mean, like Altona, I mean, everybody was freaking hurt. Yeah. you know, what I mean, Gorski was hurt, and 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 Davis, Hank Davis was hurt, and Gonzalez was hurt. Um, you know, their, their their pitcher, I mean, Priester started the year on the IL, so they had a lot of guys dinged up and nicked up. I don't know how many, you know, maybe a handful of times they had everybody back yeah. in the lineup. You know, and and it, it was it was good but it was kind of a herky jerky kind of year in a lot of ways. Um, and I, you know, I think just, you know, if, if some of that, the, the the moving guys through and having them stay together and be successful together, you know, you know, it, it just wasn't, the, it's a good plan, but the circumstances kind of, you know, prevented it from happening this year. And you wonder where, where do you go from there now? Um, you know, a lot of those guys, I, I assume, would be up at Indy next year, Triple A. Yeah. A couple of them, I think, we're going to see in Pittsburgh. Um, I think a guy like Andy Rodriguez. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You know, he's yep. he's. I've been told he's on on the Pirates' internal depth chart. Yeah. Uh, you know, he is ahead of Henry Davis now, and what does that mean? It doesn't mean necessarily that everybody thinks Andy's going to have a bigger, better Hall of Fame career. Yeah. It just means that he's. Tracking because some of it is Henry was hurt, and he was hurt last year too yeah. you know Andy has just been consistently good and hasn't been impeded by injuries or anything else, and you know he's just tracking on his career arc has been smoother at this point, so we'll see how that ends up. I think it you know could be a great problem for the Pirates in a couple of years if Hank and, and mm-hmm. Andy are both there at the same time, um assuming they're both still with catcher too, but um. If, if so, yes, I mean some, some a lot of pluses from that season. I saw a lot of really good things. Ortiz had an eye-opening year. You know, I think Piguero did pretty much what everybody expected Piguero to do. So we'll see if you know next year, it'll, everybody will be a step closer, and we'll still kind of be waiting for that window to open in Pittsburgh some decade.
0: Rob, the regular season should be actually over today, uh, mm-hmm. but because of the lockout, it'll end next week. Uh, so right. they'll end up playing 162. Mm-hmm. I'm looking back on all this, Rob, and I'm seeing where the Pirates are, and I see, obviously, the halves with the money. Exactly what was accomplished by the lockout?
1: Uh, I think, well, to a degree, I think that there, that the union had a chance, if it really would have hunkered down, to maybe enact some of the things that it wants And it didn't. I've had players tell me that they thought guys caved too soon. I think the owners knew exactly what they were doing. They were going to lock them out and just let time be the decider in the whole thing. And it got to the point where players, you know, you're not playing. You're not getting your paychecks. You're you're getting a little
0: antsy. That part I understand. But tonight the Cincinnati Bengals will play the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. The Bengals went from having the first overall pick in the draft and consistently drafting in the top five to the Super Bowl last Super Bowl. year. That yeah. can't happen in Major League Baseball under the current system. And that's, right. that's my point. What was accomplished with the lockout if you're not going to have competitive balance? I mean, don't players want to be seen in something that's exciting and an independent race?
1: I think, yeah, well, I mean, it's, there's a lot to unpack there. I think some of it is baseball. I mean, you look at, at the ways ba- baseball is changing. It's, it's. I, I think it's trying to make itself, or you know, if not more popular, at least maintain its popularity. But it's going about it in, in ways that are like su- supposedly quick and easy fixes, like hey, pitch clock, yeah, uh, no more shift, right? Uh, uh, you know, replay challenge in, instead of like. Just saying, you know what? There's this team in Pittsburgh that hasn't won since you know I was in high school, yeah. um, or there's a you know team in Cleveland that hasn't won. <laughs> right. You know, and 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 although the, you know the Guardians are one of the great stories from this year, winning the, winning that Central, but it was a pretty let's face it, it was, the AL was a pretty bad division. Yeah, it sure um, is. <laughs> So I think they're, they're, it's it's almost like you know pay no it's like we say sometimes when we're sitting there at, at Pirates games and you know you're, or you're watching the broadcast and they're talking about you know the minor leaguers or they're or you know they're, they're they're getting some food from from one of the concession stands in Milwaukee or something and it's like pay no attention to that product on the field <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know right and I sometimes get the sense that's what almost what baseball is doing is it's creating sideshows to. You know, and, and I mean, I don't know, to, to a degree, too, you know, there's always been some disparity in, in the sport. I mean, the Yankees have been good forever. And, you know, it was in 1960. It was it was like David and Goliath when the Pirates beat the Yankees. I mean, yes, yeah. it happened. Yes. But it was still an kind of an aberration. You could argue it was kind of an aberration. I mean, and things haven't gotten better for competitive balance, but you know, that's kind of like the way the game is. If you, if you, if you buy a major league team, if you own it, I mean, you, you got to understand the economics of, of the way things are run. So, you know, y- either you work within that system and just accept the way things are, or you try to find ways that you can gain that system and, 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 and work around it and, and find your own advantages. And, you know, some teams do that, and a hell of a lot don't, because they still put a product in the field, and it's still baseball, and it's entertaining if you want to go out with the kids on a Thursday or Friday night in July, and that's that.
0: Again, but you have teams that don't want to do that. I mean, I would have, I would have sat there, and it would have been shot down, and said there'll be a floor of $100 million and a luxury tax, and pick a number in the 200 somewhere right yeah. that way it would appease the players on luxury tax cuz there's no there's no cap it's a luxury tax mm-hmm. and the floor right. would have forced them to, to spend money but you have a block of teams Pittsburgh among them that won't do it and right. uh, again it's a yeah, you got to care about what you're doing here and they they don't care about that
1: yeah yeah and i just you know it, it's there there are subsets within both sides there i mean you know the the, the players you know, there's, there's the, the upper echelon of guys, and then there's the vast middle class of players, um, and then there's the younger guys, and, and everybody is, is, there's so many competing interests there that it's, it's enough to keep just enough division for them not to be able to, to fully get behind something. And in the ownership side, it's the same thing.
0: Yeah, You know, have
1: us and have-nots, and there's just enough division there where they're never going to really, if you want to call it, reform. The whole, the whole economic situation and i mean i know it's frustrating to fans and I, to a degree i mean i don't know what to tell them i mean you can create that's,
0: that's right you can't you, you can know.
1: create an artificial set, set up where everybody has you know exactly 100 million dollars to spend and every player is a free agent after every year and you decide how to do it but you know, i mean I don't know. I mean, what, what, that that itself would, would create its own kind of problems mm-hmm. and circumstances. And I don't know. I just, uh, uh, I mean, it makes it makes for good conversation with fans and 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 something you know, you can you can hope and wish and and if pray, if you're so inclined, that things turn out well for your team. But I just don't know if I. I just sometimes wonder if if there if, if there's like a you, Again, if you're if you're making what, something that should be simple much much more difficult than it has to be,
0: mm-hmm. it's you always know? great. Okay. It's always great talking with you, Rob. I mean, like I could knock this around for two hours. So <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really, you know, because it's you know, I'm watching something. I really I love baseball, and I'm just watching it like just slowly, like a little part goes here and a little part goes there. And was like, yeah, uh, come on.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's. It's. I've been. This is my 28th season, and um, it's a lot different than it used to be, and it's frustrating and disappointing in in a lot of ways. Uh, And I used to say, "Well, at least I have college football to go back to." That last pure bastard of amateur, (laughs) of (laughs) course. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, Maybe maybe not.
0: (laughs) Rob, always Uh, a pleasure, my friend. Thanks, and really great work. It's not easy churning out the amount of material you do when you don't have a lot of material to work with yet. You found it, <laughs> yeah, you found it so which is great.
1: So, well, thanks, man. I will uh, hopefully before this season's over, I'll, I'll pop over your, over to your uh, your little outdoor broadcast and uh, and tap you on the shoulder and say hello. Uh,
0: look forward to. We're outside the tunnel now, by the way. So, so you know, we, we moved.
1: Rob, ah, yeah,
0: there you go. Thanks so much. <laughs> Appreciate you, my man. All right, Steve. Take care, man.